this is Judith Barnett with Mundane to Miraculous. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to sharing a little bit more of my story and maybe some tips and resources, encouragement, inspiration to get you going today and help move your life from mundane to miraculous. If it happened for me, it can happen for you. I'm nobody special. I'm just a regular person who managed to take some tools and support and engaged and just made a decision, hey, I'm going to do this and see if my life can get better because the hole it was in wasn't a good place to be and the place it was going wasn't a good ending for anybody. So anyway, again, this is Judith. Welcome to Mundane to Miraculous. I'm so happy to have you here. Please, when you uh, subscribe, you will get every one of my new episodes as soon as I record them and post them. So like, subscribe, comment. I'm here to be a part of your journey as much as you know, uh, you're on my podcast. I want you to share your story so that I can respond to what you need. One of the cool things that I have is a great, a couple of people that are coaches for me. They're great people and I love them dearly already. And I can't wait to see how our friendships flourish um, as they're coaching me through getting my podcast going and just encouraging me that I have something that people might want to hear. Anyway, the cool thing is that one of the uh, coaches named Sam, Sam S, Sam is actually a girl and she and I met for coffee and we were just sharing stories because we both have dogs and um, I have a lot of dogs and I kiddingly tell people I live in a gated community because uh, my house is full of dog gates. I have gates everywhere because like I said, I have six dogs and I have certain areas that I really don't want them in. But when I first met my um, significant other, uh, he did not have any boundaries. He didn't have any gates. He didn't have any control over his dogs. And it was kind of freaky because they were like everywhere. And at the time we had five dogs and now we have six. And um, he had a couch, one of those L-shaped couches. It was like almost new. It was great. He had moved it from one house into this one that you know, he was living in down in the Phoenix area. And when I met him, it was in fabulous condition. It looked beautiful and it was very comfortable. However, he let the dogs lay on it all the time. The dogs peed on it, which totally grosses me out. They drooled on it. They ate on it. They then ate the couch. They chewed up, oh my God, the cushions. They would get in the cushions and we they, we, they don't get doggy beds like blankets and all that fluffy stuff. They get raised beds because they eat everything that's fabric. I mean, it's freaking scary. Never had dogs do that before. And they ate the couch to the point where you couldn't sit on the cushions. They peed on it so much that literally I would sit on a chair next to the couch because I'm not like, I'm not sitting on this thing. It's disgusting. I'm like, it's so gross. And I'm an animal person, but I'm telling you, there's got to be some boundaries. And so I'm like, okay, we need to start like kenneling them. And I do that with air quotes because we had five dogs. There are no way, there was no way in our house we could set up five kennels. It wasn't going to happen. And there's no real like outdoor place we would put them because, you know, we have animal coyotes and things like that that we have to worry about. So we kenneled them, like put up fencing, so to speak, in a part of our master bedroom, which was massive, and shut the door. And there was a doggy door. So they could go out the doggy door, and they had like this fenced off area. We had these beautiful wood 
channels that we put up. You could see through them and uh, a gate so we could get through it to our bed and the rest of the room. And then the dogs were like shut into that area. And then we had another gate that we put up over the bathroom door because they don't have doors on bathrooms here in Arizona. It's a weird thing. Don't even go there. So there's no door to get into the bathroom and you just go in the bathroom. And I didn't want them in there either. So they were secured. That was the beginning of the trainings and setting boundaries with my dogs. And so my point of this is that we all have to have boundaries in our life. We have to have boundaries with our animals. We have to have boundaries with our significant others. We've got to have boundaries with people. And it's not like this happened overnight. I mean, it took a while for them, the dogs and my significant other to learn this and when you're trying to break a bad boundary and change it to a good boundary, you've got to be patient. You've got to be consistent. Let me tell you that word again. Consistency is the most important thing. You have to be clear about what the boundary is, and then you have to be consistent in implementing it. So it took a while. And one of the things that I did with the dogs, because they weren't used to commands really, they knew how to sit, that was about it, because they would sit for treats, is I started using the word kennel so that they knew that when I said the word kennel, they had to go into their space and that's where they went. So whenever we left the house, went, the both of us, I would say kennel and I had to teach my significant other that word as well. Kennel up, kennel up. And now, let's see, I've been with him almost six years. Yay, best man ever. And we now say kennel up and they run to their spaces. Hi baby, I have my little kitty here. She's coming to see what I'm doing. Um, and uh, they run to their area, their enclosed area now, their little gated off area. And um, we went from total chaos. The worst was, it was so funny. It was funny. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. We came home from being gone all night at the hospital. Um, Dennis had kidney stones and they weren't passing. And he was in so excruciating pain after multiple calls to the doctor on call I finally said screw this we're going to the hospital and he was never going to pass those kidney stones because he had too much scar tissue I'm sure this is you know TMI but whatever so we left the dogs unkenneled for the night that was the first time they don't do well being left overnight alone they're not used to that we're never gone overnight the both of us and so we came home and i walk in the house and i had not slept all night he had surgery and medication and slept i on the other hand was awake all night long i do not do that well came home i walk in and what do i see but Pillow stuffings, animal, I don't know what the heck was all ripped apart, but there was stuffing and guts of stuff everywhere. And I'm telling you, it was not pretty. I said words I don't normally say. That was not a pretty moment for me, but it was very evident from that point forward that there had to be something done because this was just not going to work for me. And so from that point forward, we started working with them. And now five years later, even though they could jump over the gates and one of them does jump over the gate, it's about, I would say almost three feet tall. That's their kenneled area, which was formerly known as a dining room, but it's where the doggy door is and the sliding glass door so they can go out. And she will jump that gate. 
if she's motivated by potential snacks. If she hears me crackle anything, she's like over that gate, like in an instant. However, they know when we say kennel up that the four big dogs go in that kennel area. They got their raised beds in there. We shut that. We now have to secure it with a bungee cord too because one of them figured out how to bang on the gate enough to open it. So, okay, now we got to modify the boundary again. And that's what you have to understand is that when you're doing boundaries, you number one, you got to really identify what the heck is it that I cannot deal with. There has to be a boundary. What is the boundary? How am I going to enforce it? And obviously back to my word, consistency is consistent, consistent, consistent. And then when that boundary is tested, because we all test boundaries. I mean, come on. We do it all day long. We try to see how much we can get away with at work without working. Uh, How fast can we go without getting a ticket? You know, how much can we do? You know, our kids are challenging it all the time. Okay, how many times can I ask? How far can I go? We do it with our partners all the time. It's just human nature to test the boundaries. I mean, it is what it is. So now that they've figured out that they can break the gate open, the door, uh, we now bungee that shut. And so they can't get out other than the one that jumps over. But when I put her back in there and I tell her, kennel up, and I shut it and we're leaving, she doesn't jump out until we get home. And then when she hears us come through the front door, she jumps out and greets us at the gate because I have two front rooms and then there's a gate. Like it's a gate gate. You open it and close it, but the dogs can't get in that space because again, that's sort of, it's our pool table. It's a lot of antiques and collectibles and we don't want them in there because they would be potentially damaging of it. And we don't want them at the front door because we don't want them to get out or barking at everybody that comes to the door, which they do anyway. And then because I don't want all six dogs in my bedroom all the time, I have a shorter gate with a little tiny door in it for the little dogs, have two chihuahuas, that they can come in there when they want. And I have a gate on the other two bedrooms, again, little ones, short ones, that my dogs could jump over if they want. Let me assure you, they're not that tall because I need to step over them. And they are there so that the dogs can't get into my office area. The little ones can come in. Mostly it's my little girl, Chihuahua. She's my baby. She's got to be with mama all the time. And then um, my sewing room, I have a lot of expensive equipment machines in there. And I don't want them to, that all that fur can't be in there. Plus it's now the cat's room speaking of fur, and she needs a safe place to go. So that's where her tower is, by the window, blah, blah, blah. And we need her to be able to escape from the um, crazy dogs. So that's where she goes. And we also go in there when we want to get away from the dogs and watch TV without being bothered because everything's gated. And I also, speaking of gating, I have a gate that goes over the entryway to the hallway where there's two more bedrooms, a bathroom, and the utility room out to the garage because I don't want the dogs going down there because my one dog, the one that jumps the three and a half foot fence, she can open the doors and she goes in the rooms, jumps over the little gate, and goes in the rooms and gets into things. She won't jump over that other gate because it scares her. When it falls down, it makes a big noise and she is terrified of it. So my point of all of this is we can create boundaries. And as you get to know what your needs are, you enforce the boundary. You set the boundary 
And you can't stop. I didn't have all these gates. The first thing we had really was just kenneling them at in that space in the bedroom. And now we've gone from that in the course of six years to no no boundaries, nothing. They just had free reign to now they are kenneled when we leave. They're not allowed full access to the house. We have certain areas, certain ones can go, certain areas, none of them can go. And it has made our life less crazy. It's much more manageable living with six dogs when you can control some of that. And it's the same for humans. You can't just start out and be super like dictator. This is the way it's going to be. And this is what you have to do because none of us respond well with that. So you have to gradually implement boundaries if you haven't had any. You can't just say, well, this is what it has to be. I was told this is what I need to do. It's like you've got to start with little boundaries and gradually as that one becomes uh, part of the routine and it's working, then as you see the need, you incorporate another little boundary and then another little boundary as needed. You modify as needed. I mean, we didn't have that gate at the end of the hallway until we realized that one of our dogs, Zoe, was opening the doors. They're flippy doors. They're not knobs. They're flips, you know, handicapped accessible ones. So she can open them with her paw. She goes in, does whatever she wants, gets into things, and then leaves. We had to change the handle on the pantry, which was also one of those push-down ones, not a knob, because she figured out she could go in there and she was getting in the garbage. She's kind of that kind of dog. So we take and we change it to a knob, which until she gets an opposable thumb, I think we got that covered. So that's my point, is as you learn your people in your life and your needs for boundaries and and start incorporating them, you have to keep modifying them. It's not a, it happens overnight, one day thing. So gradually do that and you're gonna be really thrilled with the lack of chaos or the minimization of chaos in your life as you do this. So that's, I'm sorry, this was a really long podcast this time. I normally don't talk this much, but I just really think that the boundaries uh, and my story with the dogs and the gates is just a perfect example. And I can go in more detail, and I may over time, but um, that's how you imp- implement boundaries into your real life um, with people. It's the same way. You identify the problem, you figure out what you need, and you start small, and as you see that that's working, but then maybe they figure out, oh, to get around it, then you gotta modify it a little bit more, and a little bit more, but realizing that as you're doing it, you're feeling less stressed in your life, you're feeling more relaxed in your life, you're enjoying them in your life more. It just is a good thing. So, with that being said, I wish you all a blessed and glorious day. Please like and subscribe me to me below. Comment, let me know how it's going with your journey, your boundaries. And I look forward to seeing you, air quotes again, uh, on my next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.